Dude, I was the victim of a pretty good micro prank, I would argue. I went to the wedding reception lunch for a very dear friend. Anyway, their their grandmother came from Lebanon and I had met her in Lebanon one time, like, you know, a decade or so ago. I was like, oh, I, I've met, we've met before, like in Lebanon. And she maybe couldn't hear, couldn't fully understand. And the dad starts explaining to the grandmother what I was saying. And he slid in a very funny prank, in my opinion. <laughs> so he's speaking to her in Arabic. And he's being like, you know, whatever. And then being like, not very smart. Like going hard, like four or five like sentences in Arabic, then like not good looking. That's pretty good. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right. Lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Hey, good morning. It's Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis Ellis, joined by Julio Gallarati. Hi, Julio. Hello, Francis. Hello, hi, boys. Hi, Ryan. Good morning. Looking fresh. Fresh as a daisy. Did you get a haircut? Recently. Nice. Thank you. Very cute. And there's Chris. <laughs> oh, hey there. Looking good. Thank Looking you. nice. Thank you. Got sweet haircut. Very cool. Thank you. What do you call that kind of a haircut? <laughs> a taper. A taper. It's new to me as well. Taper. I taper, hardly ta- know her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's Chris, and we are Oops Podcast. Uh, Julio, what's happening with you, man? Well, dude, let me ask you this. I was I was thinking about <laughs> I was thinking about okay. this earlier. Summer is upon us. It's upon us. And I'm wondering what you are looking forward to this summer. I guess I'm looking forward to a little bit of a breather. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've been working a lot, and I've worked so much that I don't, I, I want to retire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. Yeah. I mean it. Uh, I've worked so much that I don't, that I've come upon the realization that I don't need as much money as I thought I did. That's great. Because I don't like working this much. And I have a, saved a bunch of money, and I don't see the point. You, so you've saved, you just have a bunch of like extra money. Can I, do you want me to tell you how much money I've saved? In what span of time, first of all? Over the last five months? Sure. I've saved most money i've ever had the last five months yeah that's great since dude. the start of the year it's great it's not as great as you would have thought it what? sounds great and it's very easy to say yeah that's great and i would have thought how great that would be but i don't really i don't know what to do with it and i don't even see the point anymore bro don't do anything you're not a rapper bro <laughs> just because <it's, laughs> just because it's sitting there doesn't mean you need to do something with it you don't have to buy a goldfish or, whatever, I, or I, thousands I, of goldfish. I guess. I see. I see. No. I don't. I don't. I don't really get why I what I thought it would mean something, and it means nothing, dude. It's rainy day cash, and now as you go around and swipe as you're frolicking around on Saturday afternoon, you don't have to feel stressed. Feel stressed about it. Is it really uncouth for me to have told you how much money I saved? Like no, it's good because it's like a two way street. Because <laughs> Francis is. Francis is like nosy about money, but it's okay if you are willing to share things. Yeah, I am nosy <laughs> about money, but you know what? I think that people need to destigmatize money. Yes. I please. think we need to destigmatize money. Everyone please. says, "Oh, do you mind if I ask how much you pay in rent?" Why why? I mind <laughs> if your reaction is holy shit. If you then go, like, uh... "What the fuck? You're getting face fucked." <laughs> then yeah, I mind. If you're just going to be a normal person, like wow, that's a good deal, or like oh, that's great, that makes sense for what you what you have here, <laughs> then fine. Don't don't you know? Don't start asking me. Well, what what are your what? How do you and your wife split it? Or what percentage of your <laughs> annual income is that? Or haven't you considered that maybe if you started saving more money, you'd you'd worry less about the rent? I don't know. Yeah. Don't yeah. advise me. But but. I think that people, I don't know. I, I Look, you got to have some judgment about it, right? Yeah. If someone is holding their hands out and saying, please, I need some soup today, 
don't ask them. Do you mind if I ask how much you pay in rent? <laughs> or like, how much are you getting paid on a daily basis? I wonder what, I wonder what <laughs> people... Obviously, he doesn't want to talk about it. What do you think people's drawbacks are for sharing that sort of information? You know, well, let me give you an extreme example. Um, I, kn- I have friends, as you know, from school who were the children of billionaires. And I think that I remember distinctly one of them, a very dear friend of mine, he, we didn't know until like halfway through freshman year that his family had that much money. And once we knew, I would say less me, but some of my other friends, it changed the way that they viewed him. Like they respected him more or they wanted him to pay more? Or like- it was more like they were in awe of mm-hmm. him. Um, and, and maybe it changed the way that they acted towards him. Mm-hmm. Maybe they started to have ideas about i don't know again th- this may not be true at all but I feel like i can cash in on this yeah exactly like he get becomes on the, a cash get on the cow. private jet what get can on, you benefit get the invite to the summer home right right or or like why are we splitting this dinner bill you know <laughs> yeah. you've got daddy's credit card with no limit on it and uh that sucks that sucks in a big way i think people are also so stressed out about like getting analyzed if you're like, oh, like how much do you pay for your apartment? And you're like, this much. All of it, like, there's a scenario where the person who asked you is like, okay, well, that means that makes sense because he probably makes this much where he works. And then if he makes that much, then he pays this much. And yeah. she probably pays that. You know what I mean? Like, right. that, I think that, like, worries people. I get that too. Yeah. I get that too. Yeah. You can really start to try to paint a massive picture of the person based on right. based on a very small solving fact. the puzzle of their their current state in life right <laughs> but i yeah i you know i've saved all this money and i'm done with my well actually that's not true i'm not quite done with my tour i have one more date pittsburgh city winery that's june 8th and 9th hope to see you there francis oh yeah well dude so <laughs> what <laughs> just throwing in plugs good you should episode you know you should we should be throwing our plugs in earlier in the episodes anyway bro fair point doesn't everybody do that yeah they like usually do it up top yeah no. maybe that should be our new thing okay and, and we can look at the chart here once we started <laughs> plugging our dates at the beginning <laughs> um so but dude so that's nice you'll be able to sort of have a nice summer spend cash not have to worry about it um do all sorts of shit now, does part of you ever worry during the summer being like, oh, I've sort of taken my eye off the ball. I've had so much fun this summer. I'm going to ruin my entire professional life. I cannot wait for that to happen. <laughs> you know why? Because I have gone so hard that I am thinking that I don't want to work anymore at all. <laughs> and I need. I need to get to a point where I'm bored. Mm. I want to get bored. I want to get to a point now where I'm desperate to work and desperate to be at work and and to create things and get that pipeline flowing again because right now I I'm empty. Yeah, yeah. truly empty. And I don't I don't even want to I don't know what I want. I want to I I've been napping for long periods of time. I feel like I'm <laughs> sick or something <laughs> guys for context and if i overshare here no, this is fine yeah. but francis had a, a a unusually taxing week last week it's known for anyone's standards yeah it's known that i'm uh that i'm on most dangerous game show and i'll just say that it was very hard um and when it ended i didn't get to just come home i had to fly directly from that to west to dc and then drive to West Virginia to Jesus perform at fuck. a casino with Lil Sasquatch. <laughs> and then after that, we went out with all the fans who came and gambled uh, until late in the evening. I bumped into him on uh, Friday. He was telling me a little bit about that gig. He didn't know that I wasn't coming back oh, with yeah, him. Yeah, he mentioned that. We really were not good <laughs> about planning our travel. And it was part of that was because I could not communicate with him. I was in the wild. Um, 
and of course, you know, I am of the two of us, the planner, and he thought, well, maybe I'll just rent a car. And he tried, and he they wouldn't let him because he's under twenty five. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and so then he had to get a zip car and drive. Oh god, that must have been like extremely expensive. I think it might have been plus. <laughs> plus he um, he really ran into some bad traffic. I think it took him eight hours to get down oh. there and eight yeah. hours to get back without yeah. me. Yeah. But there was a funny moment where, because I after the show on Saturday, I went to my sister's place in D.C. and he was driving us, and I said I'm going to go to her place for the weekend, and he didn't know I wasn't coming all the way back with him. <laughs> he told me that. And then we stopped at this town called Fredericksburg in Maryland, I think, or maybe Virginia, and uh, I said, "Oh, you can just let me off here," and he goes, "Oh my God, you're getting out here." <laughs> I thought we had another hour and a half together. <laughs> it's like half an hour into the drive, dude. It was so interesting to hear him yearn for your companionship like that. <laughs> he just seemed no, he just seems like a guy who sort of like is fine with everybody living their own lives and him doing specifically what he wants to do, whether or not there are people are people involved. Mm. So for him to be like, dude, Francis got out like right at the beginning of the drive i'm like oh dude that's so cute like i you, know well, you it breaks to my hang heart. francis yeah it breaks my heart um but we i guess it means we do have a good time together yeah. uh which i was happy about it's great the shows man i'll tell you man we <clears throat> that show they had us in their event center i heard it was like told 1200 people venue, yeah and we had a hundred people <laughs> And when you have a hundred out of twelve hundred seats filled, it looks empty. <laughs> it was very sparsely attended. Dude. We had a great time. Show was great. Met a lot of great people. Shout out to all the great people who came out. Wonderful tall couple. The guy was like <laughs> six foot eight and the his wife was six foot two or three. They're stunning couple. I don't know. I, I like I like really tall people. You like a nice big couple. I like a nice tall couple. You do. I, I do. You do. It just makes me excited. I want to. I want to hold their children. Maybe I need some kind. Maybe I need another person to help hold their children. <laughs> um, and I just want to see how that family looks in ten years. Totally. Totally. Um. Well, dude, I had like sort of a an interesting weekend. I I went to the bachelor party. Remember, I had you've mentioned. been all over. Well, I, I talked about this on the pod last week about how I needed to go to this bachelor party in Montreal. Had a nice time. I'd never been to Montreal. I had a couple of interesting takeaways from it. We went to the casino, and the casino was just filled with young people who like wouldn't be able to go to a casino maybe either in America or maybe that's just like a hangout there for people who are 18 also. Hmm. And the place was just filled with people drinking like alcoholic Shirley Temples. Oh no! I'm not even joking. joking. Like a pink drink with a cherry in it, mm. and because they don't, these people are new to drinking. I guess. And mm -hmm. dude, like the type of thing where like little kids were fucking with me. Like I'd walk <laughs> by somebody, he'd be like, "Have a good night, dude." And I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> I will kill you, dude." <laughs> that must have made you that so was so annoying. <laughs> Tap me on the shoulder, yeah. and I was like, "Oh God!" And then like we were asking the waitress where we should go, like at this dinner we went to. And she was like, well, she's like, you should probably like avoid the younger part of town. It's just like people vomiting all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, I fully support the 21 and over drinking age. Wow. <laughs> that, that was my takeaway. Wow. P like I have no, like literally for many, many, many years. Oh, you can, you can die for your country, but you can't drink. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. Those kids should die. <laughs> they, you know, I'm just saying like, that was always the argument. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you can be in a war, but you can't drink. And, like, after just seeing all these blasted children, dude, I'm like, I mean, maybe I'm just getting old now. But, dude, I was like, 21 and over is the way to go, very clearly. Yeah, you're not going to be able to interact with those kids. I guess my question is to you, when that kid comes up and he fucks with you like that and he thinks he's hot shit, what can you do to put him in his place? And he, what can you do that doesn't scream, I'm an old man, you know, they're going to all laugh at me in some kind of a TikTok trend or something. Yeah. I think the move is like to either to like come if they're being disrespectful, I think you just completely ignore them. 
Yeah, but dude, I think that they're going to expect you to be an older man and not come up with anything clever or cutting so that if you do, you might really catch them on their heels. Yeah, but then dude, you'd have it would have to be so good cuz otherwise they'd be like act like you're being like old and weird. And that is like an effective. Could you assault them? <laughs> what if you just pinned a kid up against the wall? I don't hate that. Maybe don't maybe don't choke them or anything Grab like that. Grab him by the shirt and push him up against yeah, the wall. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be scared. They're going to be his, scared. His cheeks are going to turn red. He might cry. Yes. And then you've then you've won. Do you see what I'm saying? Cry. Yeah. Cry. Yes. That's so good. We should do this. Hey, man, what are you doing? His lip starts to quiver. Just kidding. Yeah. Just screwing around. It was a prank. Give him 20 bucks of chips. You hope you learned your lesson today, son. I wouldn't go that far. I'm not giving that kid money. I'm trying to think of what I would do. I would. I think that if he taps you on the shoulder... You might have the right to do something physical. I don't. I don't hate this. I don't hate this. I take. think you could do something that makes him realize he screwed with the wrong guy, and that you're unhinged, <laughs> and like he that. he needs to learn the lesson that not everybody can be touched <laughs> in public. Yeah, I think that's good. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I do. Or, what if you? circled back later and then screwed with him mm. doesn't feel worth it <laughs> i don't know man sometimes know, sometimes yeah. you just can't let things go that's true sometimes you have to let these kids know man sometimes you got to give it to them in canada if you if someone grabs your arm or they push you even without you falling down it's enough where you can charge somebody for assault so maybe you call the police on them. oh if he touched so if he touched me just him off, touching you with a assault. little bit of a push you can get him arrested Huh. Well, that'll, that take, seems, that'll take back pushing him up against the wall. It <laughs> seems a lot, you know. It seems like a fire we can put on ourselves, Ryan. Not to mention the the police in Canada ride horseback, watching one of those clod hoppers come into the casino. I don't know. Seems like a a lot. A I lot think of that's enough. Procession. Yeah. All right, that's good to know, dude. I ate so much food in that twenty four hour period that I ruined my summer. <laughs> oh. well that can't be like like not obviously not specifically but like heavy food all day long like i went to lunch by myself i got there a little early and i had a thing of poutine because i was like oh, i'm in mm. montreal i have to have that mm-hmm. i ate the whole thing because mm. i was hungry from mm-hmm. traveling and shit then i had a, and i had a big beer too Oh, wow. Which is just like two things I don't normally do. <laughs> Obviously, I don't normally eat poutine, but like the daytime beer thing, like that made me need an insanely long nap. I woke up from it, went to this extravagant dinner that was amazing, but like then ate so much that like I could drink as much as I want and not even feel it. Wow. Like that like wedding drunk. And granted, I didn't drink an insane amount. I probably had like, you know, four or five drinks, but like didn't feel it. And then I had to wake up early to fly back to New York and like had a food hangover. Like, I didn't sleep enough to digest all the food. Oh, no. I feel like shit, dude. That's not good. I know. Not good. That's not good. I've had a hard time controlling myself recently uh, from an eating and drinking perspective, too. And we are heading into summer, Julio. So we need to start putting putting the brakes on a little bit. I'll tell you what, man. I think that I'm just... I've accepted... And I'm coming to terms with the fact that it's going to be a big boy summer for me, dude. Big boy summer. And you know what? Woo! I don't give a shit. Mm. I obviously Welcome. do, but I'm saying that I don't. And as I say this, I mean it. There will be a moment at some point where I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm sad. And perhaps I begin to weep like that young child who I pinned against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, right let's now. Probably, let's like, go to Montreal and just beat up the kids. <laughs> I think that's what we do, man. Dude, that's a really fun, like. I don't know what that movie would be called, but like a retribution movie where uh, like you get yeah. back at all the drunken kids by murdering them all. Yes. That'd be kind of fun. I do like that. <laughs> a whole, like a kung fu movie where we just kill children. Yeah. <laughs> like a kid, an annoying kid starts throwing shit at you and you just fucking pull out a silence pistol and shoot him in the head. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. 
Any could, other motherfuckers want it? Yeah, it could be campy, but it doesn't have to be campy. It could yeah, also be yeah. realistic. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Dude, I love it. But anyway, bro, yeah. I'm going to be <laughs> rocking big boy, chubby boy summer, shirt off, feeling confident. Nice. Um, and, you know, if anybody has anything to say about it, you'll be too scared to say it to my face anyway. So you can all fuck yourselves. And uh, I'm going to be out here milky and ready to fucking swim around. Nice. Ready to do the dead man's float better than your skinny ass. Buddy, I love it. (laughs) I love it. I like that. I got to be honest. My allergies are crushing me right now. Yeah. And I don't typically get allergy related things. So when when it hits me, it hits me harder because I'm not used to it. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what, dude, this wake Mm. is feeling really, really good on it. A tonic for the allergies. Well, there's lemon, cayenne, and cayenne in it, so it's mm. like a little spicy. And the blood orange, the citrus just immediately attacks the the allergic web. I got to say, I think this is my favorite one. I really like the wake a lot. Yeah, currently um, I'm really enjoying it too. And it's got just a touch, just a touch of caffeine in there to kind of keep you going, but nothing that's going to make you crash. Yeah. It's from the green tea extract. Uh, kick a cayenne. It's all. It's got a nice little spice. It lets you know it's there. Agreed. Like a really good ginger ale. It's a good drink, and I also like how on the hangover can the the hand is emerging from the ground. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, we're back. Rise from your grave. You thought you buried me. <laughs> if anybody knows that reference that I just did with the rise from your grave, I'll be very impressed. I doubt that anybody will, but uh, if you do, shoot me a message on it. But dude, hangover. Um, absolutely delicious. The essential is now fully back in stock. If you guys like that one, um, I would argue that is the most sort of like it packs the hardest punch potentially. The essential, I would mm, argue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all the flavors are delicious. I love the calm. Um, go to hangobi.com. Use promo code Oops I'm Hung to get thirty percent off of your order. Mm. And if you see one in a store, grab it as well. We've been hearing that uh, people have been seeing it all over the place in bodegas and convenience stores. It's a solid drink. Give it a try. Uh, we think you'll like it. Hangobi.com. Oops, I'm home. I okay. tweeted yesterday that I am uh, I'm giving up on fitness. Really? Yep. Um, I'm retiring because I haven't been working out much lately at all. And I just got to a point where now working out seems like a nightmare to me. Mm. And I used to love it. Yeah. I used to really look forward to it and it made me happy. And now I'd rather just not. What do you think, what do you attribute it to? I think it's just being away from it. Is I it wasn't being able away, to... period? Hmm? Is like the fact that you've been traveling so much potentially contributing or no? Yeah, I think I broke my habits, mm-hmm. which were to try to really hard work out at least three times a week. And I went a long period without working out, you know, a week or two. And I kind of thought, wow, I don't really know why I do this. <laughs> and i believe me i'm feeling the negative effects of it i mean it really impacts me poorly yeah just like you don't sleep well i am down i feel stagnant i don't like myself um i don't like the way that i look i don't sleep well and i don't want to do anything is the biggest thing i don't mm. want to do work or uh really anything i don't want to i don't want to be social i just want to kind of nap or be quiet on the on the couch bro just remember in the bank uh let's fucking go let's go something to feel good about i think maybe i need to spend it all so that i have a reason (laughs) to get going again don't do it dude don't do it there's some watches no baby i got my eye on oh baby no but i'm not gonna spend it dude as the watch people that i the other watch people that i know say they're like oh it's an investment investment you yeah know, you appreciates and value that is those it's people say the same thing about wine <laughs> they don't you know what i mean i i don't know that the, the only way that those things are actually an investment is if you just don't even take them out of the packages yeah. even with what i think with watches don't they really actually appreciate and value who knows you never know you never know with these things yeah you know if you time it right yeah but it could be that in <laughs> a year or two <laughs> did you do that on purpose <laughs> If you time it right, with in terms of the watches, yeah. no, I did not. That's very good. They both got it immediately, and I, I was like, oh. yeah. I, I, I think if you, but you can't time a recession. You can't time a, a period where people have meaningless cash to blow. 
Which is why, dude, it's good to have the reserves. You know? Yeah. Cash. Right. right. Um, I love it, dude. Bro, wait, can I ask you a question? Have you ever flown into the Montreal airport and you're out of it? I don't think so. Um, maybe, you, maybe I have, actually. Yes, I, I think I have. It's I know, very international, isn't it? Yeah, like, kind of. Um, it, it's a jumping off point for Europe. A lot of people sense, fly yeah. to there to then go to Europe. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. So, I guess the flight to the U.S., it was like the domestic terminal, so I didn't really get to see what the deal was with the international side. It may have been much more busy. But arriving and departing, I've never been in such a big airport with so few people in it. And I wonder if it's specific to the time of year or something, but it was pretty nice up there. Like I'd imagine it would be sort of a busy time, but there was nobody in the airport, dude, and it was massive. Mm. Like, you know the way like the Detroit airport is massive? It like felt similar, but the Detroit felt even busier. Mm. So anyway, I thought that, that there was a lot of big indoor space, which I thought was interesting in general. I, f- I recently flew through the Denver airport. Oh, that's a big one. That is the biggest airport I've ever seen. Yeah. And it, this was an interesting thing. You know, I got there early. I have TSA pre-check and clear like any self-respecting traveler. <laughs> and the line even for those two was quite long. Interesting. And uh, I get to the front of the line and the person who is directing people towards the clear kiosks, the eye checkers, um, is the broiest bro I've ever seen. <laughs> he had flow that came out, you know, perfect lax flow, lax bro flow. And he had he was like kind of muscular, young guy, must have been, I don't know, 19, 20. And he's working at the Denver airport directing people through TSA pre-check and clear. And he's saying, all right, who's next? TSA pre-check and clear, come this way. But he's such a bro. And I thought, what an odd job for a bro. <laughs> what a strange... How did this How did this bro end up here? Oh, that's interesting. He should be fixing pinball machines or <laughs> serving crab cakes or something. I, I don't know why he's here at a government job. Right this way, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he was good. Now, I have one other story for you. Yeah. On the flight out there... I had upgraded. I got an upgrade to first class. Let's go. Yep. No. No big deal. And I'm with a bunch of. <laughs> I'm with a bunch of my coworkers who are heading out for this project. And uh, at one point, you know, we, I see a mother of three very young children go through the first class, and she um, goes into coach, and she sits down about four or five rows back from me. Because I'm in the last row of first class. And <clears throat> you know me. I'm always looking for an opportunity to be a hero. And I say to myself, I'm going to go and offer that young mother who has a baby and then two toddlers my seat. Wow. I'm going to go offer her my first class seat in exchange. I'll swap with her. Wow. And part of the reason was that I realized that her two other children had two coach seats and there was very little likelihood that she would take me up on my offer (laughs) because that would mean she'd be abandoning at least one of the children. So there was only one seat. So I felt safe in making this offer because I felt like she would turn it down and then I would get the credit without having to sacrifice my first class seat. But then. I started to worry that she might just be a terrible mother (laughs) and that she would be willing to abandon one of her toddlers. It was the perfect heist. And that thought scared me so much because it was a long, whatever, four-hour flight that I didn't make the gesture at all. Oh, you dog. That flight is one of the worst flights because it's long enough that like, the plane is usually shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, if you're in comfort and you're like in the middle, that's like a terrible. Totally. Like it's, but it's not long enough that like, if you get upgraded to first, you're in Delta one. Right. Right. You know? Um, right. so what did you end up doing? Nothing. <laughs> I did nothing, but I did feel good about myself for having come up with the idea in the first place. For even thinking that to begin I with. I thought nobody else in first class was willing. Nobody even noticed her. They didn't notice her plight. 
at least I had the generosity of spirit to conceive of this plan to lighten her load. <laughs> yeah, there's no shot I would I would have done that. There was a TV show I watched once. I think it was the show Ed. Did you ever see that show Ed? With the horse? No. <laughs> Oh, with the coach guy? You're thinking of Mr. Ed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a show from the no, I never 60s. Said. This was a show. I think this guy was a lawyer, local small town lawyer or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was pretty popular. Anyway, I, th- I think it was this show. There was an episode once where someone on the show was running for senator, governor, something like that, and they noticed a mother with a young baby crying and coach and he's sitting in first class talking to his head of chief of staff or something. And he says something to her and then he gets up and he goes and he gives his seat to that woman and she goes up and he sits back down in first class and the entire plane claps for him. <laughs> nice. I think that was the, where I got That's this idea. Got <laughs> yeah. I think it's a nice thing to do. It's funny because sometimes that can backfire. Like there have been times where I'll be leaving a sporting event and I'll offer somebody my really good seats. Oh. Which is something that we used to, when I was a kid, like occasionally that would happen to us and we would be so happy. Like someone would ask my dad and my dad would be happy. We'd all be happy. We'd have the greatest time sitting in the front, you know, for the, the rest of our time. Right. At whatever, oh. a tennis tournament or whatever. Um, but sometimes people get offended. What? Because they're at, like, you'll be like, hey, do you want me? I, I've had people say no a lot of times when I've been like, Hey, I'm leaving. If you guys want these seats, like they're pretty good. And they'll be like, no, no, we're just fine where we are. Well, here's the, the, the only time. This is what I don't understand. Are you yelling that up? No. To the next balcony? No, no. I'm. See, you're not, you're not going deep enough. No, I think so. But I think that I have actually gone deep before and tried to do it and was unsuccessful. And then another time just been in a common area where I don't even know where the person's sitting. And be like, oh. there's no, like, the likelihood that these people have seats better than this are low. Yeah. I, it, I think the way this really is a successful thing is if you can convey to somebody who, who has seats that are 50 rows back from you, nosebleeds, yeah. an, another tier of the balcony. Yeah. Hey, do you want to come down and live among the people who actually can see what's going on? <laughs> Would you like to staunch the the flow of blood from your nose uh, and and come sit among the living? Uh, you can have my seats if you were to do that. I do. I, I'm telling. I've done that, and and it's not as high of a conversion rate as you would expect. That's Be- interesting because it's like why wouldn't. There's some sort of, and it also depends on who you're asking. Like, if it's like two people who are together, like if it's like a dad, even though my dad was chill about it, I think that like there's a chance that the dad is going to be like proud. If it's like a dad and a, let's let's talk about that kind of pride for or a, a date. second. What do you mean? Like if it's a date, you're on a date, no, or they're, they're on, on a, a date. date. Yeah, interesting. These things puzzle me yeah because i understand that phenomenon of of being too proud to, as to think i'm not going to accept your charity rich man how dare <laughs> you speak down to me and offer me your better seats right but where where is your pride do you do you have pride such that you would reject an an advantage or an upgrade or something that is offered to you um for, for the sake of principle? Right. No, I mean, no, dude. Not I. No, nor <laughs> I. Nor I. I'm, I'm constantly looking for ways to improve my station. And if that comes from some gesture from, I don't know, someone with better seats or whatever, right. why, why, why would I be so proud as to reject that? Agreed. There has to be more to it than that. Like somehow there has to be a catch accepting tickets from you specifically that would make me reject it. And if I don't know who you are, why would I say no to that? Right. You're leaving. Right. You're like, hey, I have really good seats. Like you should. My friend used to go on the game time app or when he got into the game with a, and he'd print out his tickets and then he'd get into the game 
and he'd go on the game time app and he'd pull up the seat map of the seats that had not been sold and he <laughs> would see lower seats that had not been sold and then he would go to those seats write in what that seat number was and then he would have tickets for those seats oh crazy is he did now did he have to have some level of like fine motor skills like because maybe cause i don't think i'd be able to pull that off he might have also done it digitally but he's banking on the fact that the game has started so therefore those tickets are going to go unsold mm-hmm. and he would improve his seat by about you know 50 rows crazy now so part of me would have anxiety that i was in the wrong seat but what you can just do is when Somebody else is like, oh, you're in my seat. You just move seats and don't leave the area again. Not a bad play. I think that's your only move there. Gee, I've got my eye on a very cool uh, heritage brand, a little throwback for this summer. Which one? Penguin. Dude, Penguin is a sick brand. Penguin from Perry Ellis. Uh, Original Penguin, uh, adorned and adored by masters of culture and sport to define itself as an American classic that knows how to have fun. Dude, that's sick. I've noticed, too, a lot of, like, uh, in tennis, it's been popping up. Yep. Um, a couple players. Mackie McDonald right, wears it, and so does Alia Tamjanovic. Wow. I, if, I think I said it right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think, and she was in the uh, the Netflix show. Cool. She was one of the characters. I like character her. I like her a lot, and I think I used to wear this when I, I used to wear Penguin when I was a kid. Cam Smith, winner of the British Open uh, at the old course at St. Andrews. He's a big uh, sort of... Uh, ambassador for penguin very cool guy with his mullet aussie yeah dude, it's 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 a slick brand and it's always cool when a brand has their sort of like second coming yeah. and uh emerges with a new personality and a new whatever i think this is that moment for penguin it's very fresh uh definitely recommend you getting some right now you can shop original penguin spring summer 23 collection at originalpenguin.com and enjoy an original good time what do you think about adults that swear openly at sporting events, even if they're surrounded by children? I think poorly of them. So do I. <laughs> so do I. It's really insane. What are you going to do when you bring your kids to a game and there's some drunken older man screaming, fuck you, ref? It's just like, it's it's somehow related to road rage to me. Like you lo- you lose sight of how you should behave in the moment, you know, and like act in a way that did makes no sense. Mm-hmm. You're cursing and like, why are you doing that in public? Right. Right. It's, it's crazy. Fuck you. Perkins. Yeah, I know. You're yelling at some guy who doesn't know who you are. But if we invoke the culture of sporting events, let's say at, at their most base level, which is to me like a Liverpool soccer game, Right. Where everybody at that stadium, there is a minimum uh, level of commitment and dedication that is expected. That everybody who goes to that game has to know the words to, you'll never walk alone. You, If you are sitting in any of the non-away fan section, you better buy in. You better be part of it. You, you know, there's no, there's no half fans. There's no corporate. I'm entertaining clients by bringing them to this game. There probably is, but you don't you don't notice it. It's not like going to Madison. It's not like going to a Rangers hockey game at Madison Square Garden, where a third of the stadium is wearing light blue Brooks Brothers button down shirts, and you know drinking a Goose Island IPA <laughs> on a Tuesday night, right. and and is going to leave after the end of the second period. Right, right, right. It's right. not that. Uh-huh. It is bloodthirsty religious highest commitment to the team um by everybody in that stadium and i'm gonna say that everybody there knows you're gonna be swearing you're gonna (laughs) be wishing death upon the referee upon the opposing team and i've told you the story of our cab driver that drove me and my dad to the stadium right when we went to can you give me a refresher we went to Liverpool, Man City at Anfield, biggest game of the season a couple years ago, and he drove us all the way from Liverpool 
to our hotel in Manchester to drop our bags and then drove us back. So we were in the car with him for about an hour and a half. And he was singing the songs, oh, yeah. telling the, the story of, of being raised as a child and going to the games. He's crying openly in the car while we're driving. <laughs> and he told us about how, when he was a kid, they had this thing called the cage or the pen, where the parents who brought their kids to the games could go drop their kids in the cage. <laughs> and it was, it, and it was, it was a cage. <laughs> And I don't think there was like an overseer or lifeguard of these children. And he said the really daring boys would scale up across to the top of the cage, climb out the top, and then walk across this beam, I mean a pole that was very narrow. And if they could do it and they'd get out, then they were out. And that everyone, they, you know, the, the really daring boys... When the fans would watch these kids do this, and if they made it, they'd go, "Hey, <laughs> hey! he's out!" That's you amazing. Know? It's a better time. And man. I think that if you didn't make it, you fell <laughs> ten feet onto the field or something as a nine-year-old. But um, I mean that that kind of bloodthirsty, you know, the idea that anyone <laughs> would have an issue with people swearing is unheard of. Right, right. You knew what you were signing up line, for yeah. at the stadium when you brought your kid to a game. Mm-hmm. Whereas we we you know, we mingle fans. We have we have away fans sitting among home fans. Um I don't know. I, I it's a very different there's a different culture here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I guess not quite as intense. Part yeah, it's like like there's definitely some intense fans, but agreed, it's nothing like it's not like that. As, you know what I mean? The guy crying about his team as much. So I'm you sure don't that exists, but you don't think that there's anything, any truth to the idea that if you're a parent and you bring your kid to a game, you know what you're getting yourself into. You uh, should know what you should expect. I think a little bit. You're going to hear some swears. You're going to hear some bad behavior. Yeah, I don't think you can expect people if that guy, the guy's allowed to do that. Technically, therefore, right. Your kid, like you, don't get to be like, "Hey, I'm here with my kid." Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. equally, it's almost worse, in my opinion, than the guy who's being a jackass. Yes, but you did say initially that... Uh, I don't agree with it, but right. but I don't agree with telling him not to do it, also. So what's the answer, then? I don't think there is one. The only answer would be for the the stadium to make a rule, which would be boring. Yeah, they'll never do that. Even though I don't want to be the guy with the face paint, yelling and swearing and at the players, being disrespectful... Not having that, we need those guys. We do need those, you know. Guys. And in a way, it's a bit of a novelty for the experience. Having the crazy guy who's shirtless in ten degree weather. Those are the spirit leaders wearing a flag. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. wearing a flag as a cape. He's furious at the refs if they furious. if they miss one fifty fifty call. Come on! Yeah, I remember. I mean, I went to a game one time with my dad, and this guy was with his son, his young son, and he was. Screaming at the refs the whole game. Oh my god! Saying you want my kids' glasses because this kid had glasses. This kid was like seven years old. Like, hey, Timmy, give me glasses. This kid is gonna need so much therapy. Dad, I won't be able to see. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be okay, son, because we're gonna win. You get off your knees, ref. You're blowing the game. <laughs> Yelling that. I'm like, does this kid know what that means? How have I never heard that one? pretty good one that's a pretty good one yeah. that's a common that's got to be common right not bad definitely not bad hmm. um dude i was the victim of a pretty good micro prank i would argue uh i went to the wedding reception lunch for a very dear friend uh people the people who i used to live with while when we started the pod uh the the daughter got married um and it was a, re- and a really nice time Anyway, their their grandmother came from Lebanon, and I had met her in Lebanon one time, like, you know, a decade or so ago. I don't know that she remembered me, but the father was, I was like, oh, I, I've met, we've met before, like, in Lebanon, and she maybe couldn't hear, couldn't fully understand, and the dad starts explaining to the grandmother what I was saying, and he slid in a very funny prank, in my opinion. <laughs> so he's speaking to her in Arabic. And he's being like, you know, whatever. And then being like, uh, not very smart. Uh, <laughs> 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 like 
slut, like going hard, like four or five like sentences in Arabic, then like not good looking. Uh, Oh, and that's funny. That's pretty good. That's funny. That's pretty good. He has a lot of good ones. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> that's a that's an he's ironed that bit out. Totally, dude. Because that takes skill. Yeah. To, to just switch pull languages. That out like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not very and I'm sure he's telling her in Arabic the things that she actually needs to hear. Right, probably. In between insulting you. Dude, totally. That's totally. pretty good. Yeah. I like that bit. That's a very good bit. It's a pretty good bit. Um, mm -hmm. Dude, yeah, I've had like a little bit of a hectic week and like allergies are kicking my ass. Mm. Like I didn't sleep last night. I had the thing, like do you wow. ever have this thing where it feels like there's like a web just in your sinus cavity? Maybe. And you're like, if only I could just peel this web off. I would feel amazing. Interesting. But instead, I can't swallow or breathe. Oof, yeah. And I slept on the couch for a period of time last night because being like being disgusting and loud and shit is worse than sleeping in your bed next to somebody. And have, yeah, and making them. If deal that makes with sense, it. I may have just said that confusingly. No, but, I get it. I get what you're you saying. You know, I'd rather just be alone and be disgusting mm -hmm. than be in a comfortable bed and have to subject her to that. Um, we had a bit of a breakthrough, I will say. Uh, with allergies no as far as our sleeping <laughs> etiquette oh, nice. sleeping etiquette ryan has been my major allergy combatant and he's told me that i need to get ahead of it that's his big refrain you, you got to get ahead of, of it uh -huh. so i've been taking um i don't think i've been taking benadryl what, what what's the one claritin claritin clear proactively nice i take it even if i'm not feeling the symptoms just to start my day, like a multivitamin. And it's been helping, I think. That's awesome. But, um, you know, I, I slept apart from Sierra for a week and did not find myself waking up in the middle of the night the way that I often do. And as soon as we rejoined and we're sleeping together again, it, set, it started back up. <laughs> and it made me realize that she just, um, she readjusts too violently. <laughs> she's a uh, thrasher of a readjuster i am too and i said to her very gently the next morning i said when i readjust in the middle of the night i do everything i can to readjust with as little uh displacement of the bed as possible I am very careful a lot of the time I will prop myself up on an elbow and then turn so that as little of my body is touching the bed or the covers as possible and therefore it, it do you remember the scene in <laughs> Indiana Jones uh and Raiders of the Lost Ark where he's it's the opening scene and he's in the some sort of a temple and he's trying to recover Yes. Yeah. A, 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 you know, very... Valuable artifact. An artifact. And he has a bag of sand, and he's trying to get the, the token, and he swaps them. And he, because he, he, he's determined that they weigh about the same, and he swaps them. That's what I'm going for, mm -hmm. is to try to swap my body in <laughs> position with as Without, quickly as yeah, possible. That's guys. That's nice. And I said, do you, do you think about that? Because it seems to me that when you're readjusting, it's almost like you're trying to send me a message. <laughs> it feels uh, almost as though you're mad at me and you want me to wake up and know that you're feeling this way. And she conveyed that she does not, she's not awake when she's doing that. Mm, interesting. Which I didn't know. I didn't realize that, when, that she is in her sleep thrashing oh, and damn. switching positions She's fighting crime in her dreams and i said well we might consider a different bed type situation where and by the way i cannot suggest that we sleep in different beds it's too upsetting mm. to her i've learned that would you if she was open to it would you do it well i think what i would do is i would put two beds right next to each other but you but so that we can still, still sleep in the same bed, but that we we benefit from not having shared covers, shared mattress. But what if you like fall in the middle and shit? I don't know that that would happen. I I 
<laughs> now you're just in a little ass bed. I'm fine with that. Fine with that? <laughs> no, but this is. <laughs> I mean, I slept in a little bed my like for the first 13 years of my life, and I didn't I know, just bro. fall off. But you were very. You were much smaller then, dude. Yeah, but if you're an adult now, have you slept in a single bed anytime that recently? That sucks, dude. Are you falling off of it? Though? Like, so, like almost. Come on, <laughs> dude. In no, Afghanistan, there was a couple times where I almost fell out of my bed because it was small. It was, and it wasn't like smaller than a normal twin bed or whatever. It was like a bed for one guy, and I almost fell out of it. Interesting. <laughs> well, I I say this. My suggestion was a a king bed. But one where there are two mattresses within that king bed. So a king bed frame, king bed box spring, but with two fulls or two doubles or whatever pushed together and maybe two different sets of covers. Mm-hmm. So we're very much in the same bed. We're in the same frame. We are maintaining that marital unity of bed. But... We are not going to feel the tremors and the quivers. We're not registering on the right, right. Uh, seismograph uh, when one <laughs> of us movement. quakes. <laughs> and uh, she goes, it's called the split king. And I said, you already know about this? Oh, shit. You've researched this? It's like in a hotel. And you didn't want to bring it to our attention as a solution? And... Uh, they have those at hotels? I think so, yeah. Like they'll have a there's one but there's one sheet over two beds. I don't I know. I thought that it, that sounded like a pretty good solution. Yeah. Cuz then you can get your you can have your cake and eat it too. You can do your cuddling, <laughs> you can do your comforting. But uh when it's time for sleepies, you retire to your bed, your island. That is Still connected to the other island via a very modern bridge. Yeah, the seismograph is partitioned. There is infrastructure to bring you to your partner's island, but <laughs> you will not. F- if one island is bombed, you're not going to feel it on your other island. That's good. So I don't know. That was something that I thought we should look into. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I feel bad. I th- I'm a thrasher, and I'm awake a lot of the time. I think, and maybe sometimes I'm not, and. I think Hill Dog gets annoyed and she'll say stuff. Um, but she has her little things too. I would say overall I'm more annoying in bed than her. But one thing she does, if she leans to her uh, night table or whatever to grab water or whatever, as she does that, she brings the covers. She's taking the covers. Mm. Dude, I don't, I, this, I do not understand this. I hate it. Yeah, because I don't like. You I'm, don't... I'm so conscience, conscious of that. Yeah. I'm so conscious of it. I create slack. Before I do it. Dude, same. Like I and I also I'm just able to rotate within the space that I'm in, thus not moving the blanket. Instead yeah. of having to fully move, take it with me. The second I feel her doing it, I grab the side of my cover yeah. passive aggressively. Yeah. So that she knows what Anchor. she's doing. Lock it. You Be- deserve that. Because if I just let it happen slowly now the edge of the cover is in the center of my chest. And uh-huh. and I go, Are you and if I'm like, Are you serious? She goes, What? Right. I barely and I'm like I, I don't look, look at me. This feels like I'm a exposed. blind spot for women, and I I don't want to. I'm sorry to extrapolate along that big of a line, but it feels like it, it is something that universally they're they're missing <laughs> as an awareness point, <laughs> or that they feel like we deserve this because of who knows what. <laughs> and I don't do it. I don't. I'm with you, man. It's as if. It's as if my she's never snuck out of bed before <laughs> because I have had so many nights where I've said I'm not going to sleep and uh, I'm giving up on this, but I, why, why take my partner down with me? So I'm going to get out of bed now, but once again, in as non-disruptive a manner as possible. And there is a way to extricate oneself from the sheets and the duvet where you are moving as little as possible. I have so much practice with this. Yeah. Where even even if I'm fetching something from the nightstand or I'm not actually withdrawing from the bed, I know how to manipulate the covers <laughs> such that you would know never know that I had not been there. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. know that I'd left or that anything. She wouldn't know. 
And I take pride in that, by the way. I consider that to be a skill. Agreed. And it's and it's not like a skill that can't be learned. You know right. I mean? It can be learned. I almost think we need to do some some drills. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to do some some drills during waking hours. Let's do it. We should do that. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna yeah. Write it down. Let's do it. Okay. That's a good idea. Dude, the other thing that she does, which is kind of funny, uh this doesn't bother me, but it is it is like technically annoying but it's so cute to me that it's not annoying if that makes sense like i'll wake i'll like wake up on a saturday morning way before i'm about to wake up just momentarily before i go back to sleep and i'll kind of like flutter my eyes open and she'll just be there wide awake being like hi (laughs) (laughs) like she's thrilled that i'm awake because she's been awake forever and she's like oh finally like a companion and i think occasionally she will literally just be like like <laughs> tap you like wake me up and then when i by the time i wake up she's far away oh, so there like, you are yeah, hey. i was wondering when you might wake join us it's pretty cute yeah that um, is cute dude we had a little bit of a domestic squabble mm. uh i'm curious to hear to hear yeah, your thoughts on it a dom squab dom, yep. domestic squabble those will happen so dude uh she will like i have my editing station set up on our table now granted and I, I, I try to be good about breaking it down when I'm not going to be using it for the next couple of days or if there's people coming over, or if she needs to use a larger percentage of the table, whatever, right? But it is there. And occasionally she'll like have, she, she can be a little spilly. She's a little spilly. Hmm. So it worries me that you have her around electronics with her exp- with open water containers, glasses, whatever. Mm-hmm. even if it's on the edge of the table okay. so mm-hmm. she put a glass of water there and i it's fine but then one day she put a hanger on top of my external hard drive there was just a there was something on top of the hard drive mm-hmm. and i sent her a photo of it and she was like oh sorry my bad like i was i was in a rush whatever no big deal but she put her water bottle on the table which is fine but i'm still like i don't want any water on the table at all mm-hmm. so i didn't say anything but i put the water and it's a big water bottle it's one of those water bottles that like you have and this, the cover's off of it, but I moved it from the table to the floor. And she comes out and she's like, why are you put? why is my water on the floor? I drink that. Mm. And I'm like, okay, but like the open part of the bottle is not on the floor. Right. It's the same as it being on the table. The bottom of it, it's, it's not, it's not on the floor. Mm-hmm. I was like, the, the mouth area is actually you know, nearly a foot above the floor. Right. It's sterile. Yeah. Therefore, I'm, I'm sorry, but I didn't I don't get why you don't want your water on the floor. And then we sort of like left it at that. But I was curious if you guys have thoughts I on think, this. I think I've noticed that ladies do not like things on the floor. <laughs> I think there is a major, whereas I have no problem with the floor. In yeah. fact, I find the floor inviting. <laughs> I will use it as a surface. I will use it as a place to stretch. I will repose upon the floor. <laughs> I have no problem being on the floor. I don't mind lying on the floor. Sometimes, one time, here's, here's how this happens for us, is if a load of laundry is sitting in the dryer clean uh, and I need to put things in the dryer, I have no problem taking the clean clothes out of the dryer and putting them on the floor to at least momentarily. Uh, and she thinks that that, somehow sullies that clean load of laundry mm. even though to me the floor is clean we, we, we sweep the floor we vacuum the floor it's clean mm. i haven't undone the work of the laundry machine interesting so that's how that works for us that's mm-hmm. caused that's caused some some marital uh squabs before mm-hmm. i don't know what to say to you about this yeah uh i guess it's it almost feels middle eastern of her or of me of her oh like you should never have water on the floor the floor is insulting it's a it's a class uh insult Mm. that you know we do not put things on the floor the floor is not for us or you know Mm. it's like a cultural practice in a way um i want you know what i mean yeah yeah we gotta dig deeper we we should dig a little deeper on that now listen, she's been a re- she's a really great companion, and you know the fact that I'm even leaving my shit set up on the table for that long, and she's accepting that as a reality. Like, I am fine with accommodating her things mm-hmm. because she's so accommodating to me. Thrashing and you know, so it's fine. But I still was just curious what you guys thought. That's that's my take. Yeah. I don't know exactly. 
We got a little, uh... Have we any facts with Ryan? Facts with Ryan. No denying facts with Ryan. Were you going to say email? No. Okay, never mind. Um, no, he's going to say facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. All right, we have a couple. Fredericksburg, Fredericksburg, Virginia is 59 feet above sea level. Oh, that's nice. And assault is one of the more serious violations a Canadian can commit and is classified <laughs> as a criminal act, which means it will be tried in court. Wait, which one? Assault. assault. Oh, assault. In Canada. Wow, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Good to know. Excellent. Thanks for those Excellent. two facts with Ryan, facts with Ryan. <laughs> facts with Ryan, facts with Ryan. Um, Julio, you got any live comedy coming up? I do. Tomorrow, or sorry, Thursday night, Boston. If there are any tickets left, uh, grab those now. Um, that is going to be a great show. Laugh Boston, Thursday night, uh, May 25th. Then June 13th, I'm at Good Nights in Raleigh, North Carolina. Nice. June 14th, Zanies in Nashville. Wow. June 15th, The Punchline in Atlanta. Um, looking forward to all those shows, so grab those tickets. And then I'm at Vulcan Gas Company in Austin, July 14th, two shows. Get tickets on my website, notjulio.com. I've got a bunch of other dates coming down the pipeline as well for the fall. Uh, that you may or may not know about, so I'll keep you posted. And thank you for your support. Awesome, dude. Those are some six spots you're going to. Thanks, dude. Uh, I will be in Pittsburgh at the City Winery on June 8th and 9th. Then I will be in uh, Tacoma, Seattle at Tacoma Comedy Club. And then Spokane. I've learned it's Spokane, not Spokane. Um, That's going to be July, I think, 19th and 20th. And uh, then in the fall, I'll be in Boston, D.C., Providence, Toronto, and some other spots. So all of that coming up. But the immediate one is Pittsburgh. I've never been to Pittsburgh. I can't wait. Uh, that's June 8th and 9th, City Winery. Tickets at FrancisEllis.com. We are Oops! The Podcast. We appreciate you. Got some merch coming out. Follow our YouTube channel, please, as well as our other socials. we got Twitter, Instagram. TikTok, all the good stuff. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you soon.